Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. We have all the meteorologists in-house in here today, and uh, we'll introduce ourselves. Meteorologist Dave Turley, over to my left, you see meteorologist Jamie Ertle. To her left, you got meteorologist Dylan Smith, and to his left and my right, you have meteorologist Andrew Gordon. And the special uh, topic this week is Hurricane Preparedness Week from April 30th through May 6th. And we brought the meteorologists in because we're going to talk a little bit about what the risks are and what the topics are going to be dealing with each and every day coming up. Yeah, you know, every day we've got a different topic. I know it's a little early. We still have over a month before the official hurricane season starts, but it's called preparedness because we're doing it beforehand, right? So hopefully you get something fun out of this and we'll talk a little bit along the way. It's not all going to be uh, feeling like you're at school. Yeah, so uh, we'll get right started with it. And uh, the first day is actually be Sunday. It'll be April 30th. And the topic deals with know your risk. Uh, and it has to deal with the water and the wind. So you have to know what your basically your risks are depending on exactly where you live in the area. I think a lot of people when wind and water uh, are concerned about evacuations. Yeah. And so one thing that we try to convey to our viewers is that coastal risks are so much different than inland risks. Now we all can be at a risk of a tornado and high winds, but storm surge is really different than flooding. Yeah, exactly. And you have to know if you live in a, in a flood prone area, if you live in an area which can be susceptible to storm surge, especially here along the coastal region. So uh, that is the main threat for our area for any tropical system, whether it be, you know, a weak tropical depression or a big hurricane is going to be storm risk, uh, storm surge along the coastal area. So know your risk, know if you're in an evacuation zone, uh, know where you would go and uh, just know uh, what could potentially be moving into our area. So inland risk, as Jamie mentioned, will be a little bit different than some of the coastal risks. Yeah, definitely. And combining those two together with, uh, you know, water and wind, that's when you get your storm surge. And that's why the dune system is so important here along the coastal areas. But that's, uh, to y'all's point, not something that you'd have to worry about over in Statesboro or Vidalia. It'd be more of the, the water itself. If you got a stalled out system, even if it's a depression or a tropical storm, you might have you might not have as uh, consistently strong wind, but you could get you know over a foot plus of rainfall, and that's going to cause its own issues there. And of course, with any tropical system, the risks uh, isolated tornadoes, you can't be ruled out. So if you're concerned about that, and if you do live in maybe a mobile home, and you know the hurricane or tropical system is coming, good idea to prepare maybe to uh, move somewhere else and kind of ride out the storm. But our main theory is what we say is you run from the water and hide from the wind. Is that like right? That yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's a good catchy one because, you know, the wind could be everywhere, but the water is, you know, just in, in all the, the weather world, water is the leading cause of death. Flooding, you know, we, we think we're bigger than Mother Nature and we're not. So it only takes a you know half a foot to knock you off your feet, a little bit more than that to, to move a car. So water's powerful. We can't underestimate it, even if, uh, you know, so many of us want to live next to it. It does have its own, uh, I guess, power that we have to definitely respect and get along with. And I think it was Hurricane Irma where a lot of people, especially inland, were very concerned about the winds. Yeah. And so they may have left Waycross or Vidalia and went north. You, and, that, and the storm went north. Yeah, it went up, I think it went up, you know, 75 or up toward Atlanta. And I, if, if I'm remembering the right storm, because as Dave will always say, they, they kind of blend together after a while. I think that's when, when a lot of cotton farmers were getting to us and asking, like, well, how— strong do you actually think it's going to be because you're they're worried about 
you know, losing your crop. It's not just about flooding a field, but with wind specifically and cotton, you know, uh, we have a unique agricultural area that we have to tie into the forecast here as well. So either pick early and, and save what you've grown or you risk it not blowing off. And I think a lot of farmers actually fared pretty well during that storm, if that's what it was. And, uh, you know, that, that's what you want to have happen. So that's uh, day one. Day two now is dealing with prepare before hurricane season. So you want to make sure you develop an evacuation plan. So you know something is coming, or even before something's coming, you want to develop this plan before you get into hurricane season. So if something was to develop and move into the area, you can take action as quickly as possible and not have to worry about, well, what are you going to do? You already have the plan in place. And Dylan, you do traffic in the morning, so you know how bad traffic can be on a daily basis. So, I mean, what would you tell somebody who is definitely, all right, I I am going to evacuate because I don't want to stay? Well, first off is definitely to determine what type of evacuations are being done because we do have a system here in Savannah where they'll open up both of the interstates going one direction out of the city. So if it's bad enough for that to happen, that's number one you need to focus on. Uh, But number two, I would say, you know, a lot of people when they think about these storms and having to run away from them and get farther inland, they think, oh, I've got to go to Mississippi. I've got to go to Alabama. No, you, you really just maybe 100, 150 miles maximum. It's not, not the biggest commute in the world, but uh, definitely if you if you feel uncertain, it, it would not be a bad idea uh, when we're talking about it to go ahead and head out and uh, maybe go visit some family somewhere else in the state. So you have your evacuation plan, and now you got to think about what are you going to take with you, what type of disaster supplies, mm. food, water, batteries, uh, some type of charger, yeah, pets, radio, kids. Yeah. cash. <laughs> Can't Don't forget about that because it's not just, uh, you know, your families usually in- include a lot more people mm-hmm. than just yourself. So you got your family, you got your pets, you got your kids in there. So, yeah, got to make sure you take all that stuff and mm-hmm. know what you're going to do and where you're going to go. Uh, things are getting expensive, too. Yeah. Uh, medicine, mm-hmm. uh, things are going up, gas is going up. So just even if you can save maybe for that specific purpose mm-hmm. because – you know, things happen all the time, and I don't think people have that little cushion. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also going along with that, because we always talk about buying non-perishables, things like that for something like this. I mean, I've, I go to the grocery store all the time. There's a lot of times where you'll find, like, a certain kind of beans that they're, they're like, hey, these are on sale. Like, you can get it. And so I, I think that's a great idea. Go ahead and stock up as we get over the course of the next month for if you feel like you might need to. And definitely check that old kit, because I've gone into the closet before, and tuna does expire. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, see, I I would not. It want takes to. a while, doesn't I wouldn't it? Be but on the receiving uh, end of that one, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, besides that, besides the food and all that stuff, make sure you have the proper insurance. You know, it takes thirty days for that insurance uh, to kick in if you do get insurance. So make sure that's taken care of before the start of the season. And just make sure you create a uh, communication plan with uh, other people. Maybe a handwritten note or something, a list of contacts to let people know uh, maybe where you're going and uh, who should you should be able to contact. If you need to. And if you are evacuating, maybe you're concerned about the winds, might want to strengthen up your home a little bit before you leave. Yeah, definitely. That's always a good idea. Or as we've seen with some severe weather as of late, if you've got weakened trees that can fall down, just take a walk around your house. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, severe storms and even non severe storms can knock down um, these trees onto homes or structures and fences or whatever. So now's the time to maybe book something if you have a dead tree. There's one in my neighborhood that. They've been working on getting out for three days now. So, uh, you know, people are active with this stuff, but it's better to do that now versus whenever we get into our storm season. And and if they're weakened, they're not going to get any stronger. So it's not like that's a situation that would get better. It's just kind of one of those planned costs that you kind of have to, you know, just 
bite the bullet and it's better than a tree falling on a home. Certainly is. Definitely need to know where your property line ends as well because Mm -hmm. neighbors to my left and right and a golf course behind my old house, uh, we had to definitely, you know, Mm. pace it out to see where this one dead tree was. Was it on the golf course? Was it in the out-of-bound range? So knowing your property line is super important and sometimes there's, there's questions about that. So let's get into the next day, and uh, day three deals with understand forecast information. I think that's a little bit on us, right? I would yes. think so. A little oh, bit yeah. there. Rely on the forecast from the National Hurricane Center and your local National Weather Service office. <laughs> know your alerts and the difference between a watch and a warning, and we get that all the time. Which one is worse, a watch or a warning? So it's always good to know uh, what is going to be different. Uh, focus on potential impacts regardless of the storm size or category. And a lot of that, we talk about the cone of uncertainty. People think, you know, if you're not in the cone, you're fine. If you are in the cone, oh, you're going to get impacts. Well, sometimes that's not true. Yeah. It really all depends on, on the size and of the storm and how the impacts are going to be moving over your area. So every storm is going to be different. It's always good to continue with that information that you need. There's going to be a lot of social media. There's going to be a lot of posts. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of official posts. And um, with satellite and radar, the, the infamous Matthew picture of it looked like a skull coming out of the Bahamas. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. scary. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that turned out to be a pretty scary storm for us. But there's always going to be um, coloration variations of satellite and radar. And people are going to go towards that, oh, that looks really cool, and post that on social media. But definitely have to watch uh, the, the forecast carefully and look where you live and how the storm is going to impact you, not just, whoa, that looks crazy. I definitely agree 100% with that. And along with that, too, we also, the forecast can change just like that as as we go through the day. So there's multiple times where we have multiple forecasts that come out. And so just because what you heard this morning may not be the same thing we're looking for as we head into 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's just also key, just make sure you're staying updated uh, days as these systems are coming in, days before time. Yeah, there's just so much noise out there on social media. And if you just think about it, like you're scrolling, you're scrolling, what do you stop on? It's what catches your eye. It's the bright colors. It's the mm-hmm. infrared satellite. But, you know, from space, a storm looks like it's white with the blue ocean behind it. Like that that there shows you, you know, colors and this and that. And that's for us to digest and then communicate you guys to you know, know what's going to happen and what that means for potential impacts. But just be careful uh, where you get your information. I'm not saying that there aren't smart people at all out there that love the weather and post things because there are so many talented people out there. But, you know, we're here day in, day out to gain your trust so that whenever, you know, we need to be in a foxhole with you guys that we're here for you guys too. So wherever you get your trusted information from, that's where I just would recommend it. It's good information there. Let's get into day four right now, and it deals with get moving when a storm threatens. We want to make sure you protect your home, cover your window, secure the doors, and any loose items. And, uh, you know, it's always good to determine your sheltering options. We talked about the pets before. You know, if you go out, not every hotel is going to be pet friendly. So you want to make sure you have options for your pets. And uh, have a ready uh, ready your go bag, your medical supplies, your chargers, uh, fill up uh, and charge your vehicle uh, to make sure that everything is ready because there could be some traffic, you know. Even though we have that contraflow traffic now, you never know what kind of traffic is going to be with you as you're trying to evacuate. You never want to be in that situation where you run out of gas or run out of supplies. I run out of gas all the time, let alone being in a hurricane situation. (laughs) (laughs) I just always forget. And, you know, we're, we're running and gunning every day. 
And so I definitely think, especially the peak of hurricane season for us, which is usually, you know, late August, September, that's when you really need to think every week, making sure your tank is topped off. Yeah, and something you can do now that's pretty simple. I know that wood is expensive. It's come down a little bit, all those memes that were, you know, in the past year or so. But this is when you could at least make measurements for, you know, windows or anything you would want to board up. If you do own a home or if you live in a, a rental property, whether it's an apartment or some sort of other structure, this is when you find out, okay, well, what is their plan for me? Because I've rented in the past and it's like, I don't know what, you know, my property managers are going to do for us. They might not do anything. So that's something that you need to be able to take care of yourself as well, not the week of uh, a storm approaching. All right, let's get into uh, the next day, day five here, and that deals with stay protected during storms. And they're talking about stay in your safe place from water and the wind. Now, this is if you're not evacuating. So if you're riding out a storm, again, we say that you can run from the water. If you're not in a storm surge flood area, then most people are going to be staying at home and making sure they are uh, safe at the house. So uh, have a way to get weather alerts and weather updates, of course, weather forecast updates. So if the, any tropical system can have tornadoes, uh, you want to make sure you have a tornado warning so you can get into your safe shelter uh, and get that alert and know when it's maybe safe for the storm has passed. So uh, something to think about as we get into this hurricane season. You know, all of us are going to be here and you guys can tell me what is this building rated for hurricane wise two yeah so we're pretty far inland here compared to the coast what 20 ish miles at least so yeah that's not storm surge is not a concern for us but wind wise you know if we had then a cat three or above come in here we would have to you know figure out what we're going to do we have contingency plans but you know even we have to make our own plans and we're staying here no no matter how bad it is pretty much we're at least going to stay here for the beginning so if we have to make plans you know I feel like that's pretty fair game for everybody should at least have an idea of, you know, where your shelter spot's going to be. I think ours is rated for cat two because of the a tower out back. I think, um, uh, I think that yeah. because if that goes, you know, it could go in the building. So and that happened and think, in, uh, what was it? Lake Charles? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Louisiana that fell on there and it went right into the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We don't want that to happen. So keep in mind that impacts can be left far, far from the coast. Of course, we get with that tornadoes and some wind damage, Uh, And listen to local officials and avoid travel unless ordered to evacuate. So usually you're going to have evacuation orders before that storm hits. uh, So you probably shouldn't be on the road if the storm is impacting your area already. And, uh, you know, it's um, a hard lesson, a sad story. But two of the deaths, or at least one of the deaths in Bullock County from Hurricane Matthew was a tree falling on a car. That person was driving in the county and uh, was killed by a tree. And you just don't know. And in another storm that we covered, I, I, I can't remember which, it may have been the next year, um, maybe Irma, but the there was lots of debris in the roadway. And a police car was impacted mm-hmm. by debris in the roadway. So nobody's safe, especially when it comes to, um, you know, trees falling in the roadway. So once again, if you don't have to be out, don't do it. Yeah, and staying real quick on the protected during the storm thing, it's, it's important, too, to know your risks if you are going to stay. I've been in a few different storms, you know, hunkered down with, um, you know, emergency managers or whatever, and they just make the call like, we cannot get out and answer 911 calls right now. So you have to be prepared for your own emergencies. If it starts getting worse at your home than what you were expecting, like, how are you going to be able to take care of yourself? Because 911 might be able to talk you through what they advise, but at a certain point, you know, fire trucks are big. They can't get out. Or if there's a gas leak or if there's debris in the roads, like, there's only so much you can do. 
and that's a risk that you take. If there is, say, a mandatory evacuation somewhere, you know, there's got to be a line that's drawn to protect everyone. All right, let's go on to uh, day six, I believe this is. This is use caution after storms. And uh, a lot of stuff could happen after the storm. And one of the big things, which is, you know, come people make memes about it sometimes, but, you know, gators and snakes, you, mm-hmm. you get the flooded area, you don't know yeah. what's in those waters. It could Okey be lurking. He's not that far away. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, of course, you could have down power lines, too. That could, you know, electrocution. So. Bad, a bad little uh, equation there. Uh, and uh, going along with that as well, one of the things that uh, I worked at Melda in Houston whenever it came through, and we had a lot of problems with people's cars. So if you have any flooding there, uh, one thing to let anybody know, if your car does flood during a hurricane, do not start it right after because every there's probably a ton of water logged inside the engine that you're going to have to deal with some stuff with. So, yeah, it's one of those situations where you're just definitely going to proceed with caution, without a doubt. And it might take a while if you evacuated uh, for you be able to come back into the area. Sometimes if you have some damage, you have to clear out the trees and power lines and stuff like that. So it could be a little bit before you're allowed to come back into the area. And if you are staying, probably not going to have a lot of power out there. So if you're using generators, make sure you have at least uh, 20 feet from your home so you don't get any type of carbon monoxide or anything poisoning with that. Thinking of a flooded car, there's one in particular on River Street that comes to yes. mind. The blue Dodge. Is it right? a Challenger or a Charger? I always I forget if it's a Challenger or a Charger. That's it was a blue Dodge. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to fill Dylan in on this. That was Matthew, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was during Matthew. So, uh, so uh, let's get into the last one, day seven. And this is take action today. Determine your risk from water and wind. Begin preparing now before a storm learn how to understand hurricane forecasts and alerts and learn what to do before during and after a storm it's pretty much everything we just talked about Mm -hmm. in this podcast and i think uh that really comes down to us because uh you know we're, we're forecasting for 22 23 counties and you know so many people we have three minutes a day to talk about the weather we get a little bit more time when it's hurricane season, yes, especially when we're tracking something or we do team coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will go on Facebook, and there are very specific questions about each individual town. And because we only have, like, maybe a couple of cities forecasted on our maps, mm-hmm. so make sure that you are just honing in. No, this is this is a hard lesson. It's hard to say because we see it every day. Um, and we're pointing to it every day, but sometimes people don't know what their county looks like on right. a map. Mm-hmm. So it's you true. just have to be honed in to where you are. And I think that's, um, you know, it can be taxing because not a lot of uh, patience or, uh, I guess, um, attention span is shorter nowadays. Mm-hmm. But definitely need to focus on where you live or at least close to where we're pointing on the maps. Some pretty good advice right there. And again, uh, Hurricane Preparedness Week is April 30th through uh, May 6th. Hurricane season officially begins June 1st, and it's six months out of the year. It goes all the way through the end of November. So now is the time that we want you to prepare for this upcoming hurricane season. And uh, hopefully it is very uh, inactive. Everybody knock on some wood for that one. Uh, The forecast is calling for more of a slightly below average season. So, but we'll see. Maybe that El Nino hopefully forms. Maybe it's a strong one. We hope suppress usually a lot of that tropical activity as we get into the heart of the hurricane season. But it's something we're watching, something the First Alert Weather Team, of course, will always be keeping updated on so you can trust us for the latest information 
And I think that's going to do it for another edition of the WTOC special edition of the First Alert Weather Podcast. 